0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. And I'm your host, it's your girl Shanice. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about power raising canaan episode two titled reaping and Sowing," and it reads after a rival crew member is killed rock does whatever is necessary to get the target off canaan's back this episode was dope i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna hold you guys long. just want to tell you don't forget to check out we covering narcos mexico right now i'm dropping an episode thursday night on that and then we're gonna do that we're gonna do that we're gonna do three And four and then saturday or sunday i'll drop another episode and that'll be five or six i kind of want to rush through it because they're getting ready to drop season three so i'll be on point when that comes out and we can recap each episode as well and as you know i will be doing power reviews each week as long as it's coming on so i'm not gonna keep you guys too long let's get into the show It's Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. So this episode's opened up, and it ends the same way. We see Kana laying in the bed. He's sitting there contemplating on everything that he's been through. Within a week span, everything has changed in his life, even though he's always grew up and around the game. Now he's getting his fingers wet in it. He didn't caught his first body. He's eager to get into the drug game. But as we see, his mom is very hesitant and she's kind of like stringing him along. You know, he thinks he's jumping hit 10 tones down, down, but he's not. So we we see him just laying there in deep thought. And the next morning, him and his mom is sitting at the table. <clears throat> she's trying to like put him up on game and, you know, let him know what he's gotten himself into, how he's got to watch his back. You know, he tells her he got it. When he, walks out of, um, <clears throat> when he walks out of the house, it's both of them that kind of got to look over the shoulder. But the mom, she's more street savvy. So as soon as some guy's coming down the street, she's just paranoid and runs outside. And at first I thought it was a drive-by too, but it was just a newspaper guy. So she like, no, I'm going to take you to school. And he kind of looked and was like, okay. So Rock drops him off the school and she, you know, still talking to him in the car. She's letting him know how he got to watch his back, how the streets going to want to get another, got to get a body because, you know, that's how the payback game go. Somebody got to get it because um, Buck 20 was killed. <clears throat> as he goes into school, as soon as he gets in there, he sees Davina and one of Buck 20 side chicks. They in there fighting <clears throat> Davina, <laughs> she had heart though everybody was shocked because they thought she was just a little quiet good girl and she punched the shit out old girl that that punch looked like it hurt me hell but then they took her to the office Kanan kind of goes in there and talks to her and you know tells her that he's sorry about buck 20 and um as he did that i said that's some real new york stuff i remember when i was uh reading on the Alpo and all the Alpo and Rich Porter were paid in full. And when he was in DC and all that stuff with um with Rich had happened, Rich Porter. Um, he was calling some one of his girlfriends who was in New York. She was worried about him. And he calling her like, no, it's dangerous down there. You got to get back up here. There's too much going on. But he was the one who actually killed Rich Porter. So I'm not going to say it's no just New York stuff, but it just put me back in that mind state of when I was reading through all that stuff, it was all it took place around the same time zone. And then we know how fifth is like he gives you a TV show, but he put a little bit of stuff that really did happen in there as well. So he goes in there, you know, he really likes Davina. He's trying to talk to her and you can tell she's just going through it right now with whatever she's going through at home and with book 20, her boyfriend being murdered. And her mom walks in, she's cussing and fussing and you can tell she might be strung out on drugs. The principal, she comes out there and kind of straightens it out out and brings them back in there. So it goes to the next scene, and we see um, Marvin and Lulu and Rock. They're sitting at their little normal diner spot, the little diner that they're always at, and they're sitting there talking. And Marvin, you know, they're trying to keep everything low-key right now because of all the stuff going on with them losing the corners, and Buck-20 getting murdered and just trying to be low before it starts a war. And Marvin talking about throwing a big party. So we see why the mom in charge. Marvin just... Marvin. <laughs> so then we go and we get to the next scene. and Nick and Rock, they meet up at the cemetery, and you know they're talking about Kane and you know the street's still talking, and she basically knows what's got to happen to calm everything down. and <clears throat> they kind of walk away with a understanding but a not an understanding. So then we see Jukebox, Kanan and Famous uh, and uh, D-Wiz walking in the hallway and we see Davina being walked out by her mom and you see D-Wiz kind of checking her out and Jukebox, she know Kanan like her so he she like chill out. And then another dude had brought this up. He said Famous name, his real name is Sean when they introduced him in season one, I mean episode one. And then remember season one of Power, they were like, they think that Famous uh, probably was Caden's best friend. That's where they got the name Sean from. I remember his son name was Sean, the one he killed in regular power season one. So they was like, they wanted to be Sean named after famous. Cause that was his real name. That's just a little fact out there. You know how we like to do our digging. So then we go to the next scene and we see the two detectives in a car. We can already tell what type of cop, um, Omar oh, up's going to be, we can already see the, 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 the role he going down. And then we see the young, uh, the young eager detective. She's ready. She's like, we got to do this. We got to go talk to the family. And he like, they don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. He cutting her off. Cause he basically, we know where he going. He on some training day type stuff. And those cops exist in every inner city. That's the fact. So they kind of go on the drive and she's like, just looking at him like you know you just you don't care you know And it's like captain said we gotta have he was like captain don't give a damn he just don't want it to be all over the news like that where they finding all these kids being murdered so as they're driving along it goes back to Marvin and he walks into the club he starts checking symphony about messing with his sister but then <laughs> symphony looking at him like he's an asshole and then he basically says he's joking around then he goes into the publicist's office and talks to her and she's in there sniffing coke mourning over her dog being murdered last week. And he he up there just doing too much. Marvin is just irritating already. Then we get to back to the detective, detectives and they're in a car ride and we find out that the young detective who's eager to do her job, She's probably happy to be on the forest. She's talking about her granddad was on the forest. So is her father. And Omar Epps makes a joke at her. Like, so you have to go to the police academy that, you know, making it look like she just kind of got got in because of who her family was. And she's like, fuck you. (laughs) You know, I had to work hard. You can tell she's eager to do her job. He 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 in the game. Just a cop. Like I said, we have him in every inner city. So he makes her stay in the car he goes in there and he starts talking to Neek. At first, I thought Neek was about to be talking too much because he says, you know, we can't have all these bodies. And he tell them, like, talk to your girl, Rock. But then they walk outside. And the um, Detective Omar Epps, I can't think of his name in the show. I'll change it. I'll ch- I won't say Omar Epps next next time I'm re- recapping. I just can't think of his name right now. But Omar Epps kind of tells Neek that, it only can be one crew, one code, one king around here. And, every, and and everybody thought it was a bad idea for Rock to take over when High Post was murdered. Remember High Post, um, they mentioned his murder. That was her boyfriend who was bagging all everything up at the um, beginning when Kanan got into that fight last week at the first part of it. So she took over. Now we learn that she took over after High Post was murdered. So she basically took over. And he like it can only be one Canaan, and I mean one king. And I got my money on you, so we we know where we know where his loyalty is at, and we we know what's going on. And he letting them know like we cannot find all these dead kids around here. It's not the time for that. It's gonna bring too much heat on the block. So we see that they already have an understanding with each other. Then we see the four kids walking down the street in the next scene. That's Jukebox, Kanan, famous and uh, D-Wiz. And Jukebox says she got to go somewhere. And they kind of like teasing her a little bit. And Kanan kind of covers for her a little bit because she's real defensive because, you know, she's hiding you know how she is and what she got going on she don't want them to know Kane and the only one who really know you can tell they had that close bond and i am happy that they went back into that because in power we we we, we she came and season three and she just appeared out of nowhere she was just this hard dirty cop and nobody knew nothing about her so now we get the back history and see once upon a time that was close because in power canaan was just like this asshole who didn't care about nobody he he killed his own son but now we see at once once point of a time that he was he was about his family he was the family man so it's going to be interesting to see on how he got to where he was then even though being set up and get sent to prison for 10 years or do it to you so, that was another thing I was thinking as well. So, after that, <clears throat> Lulu goes off when he sees him and Rock pulls up at the front of the store. They they go to meet the Colombians. They see D-Wiz. They see Famous. And they kind of, like, hand them some money. Kind of, like, check out the vibes. Because, you know, D-Wiz was with Kanan when um they put the murder on Buck 20. We know D-Wiz is the one who got the gun. So, they kind of filling them out. Um. Lulu goes acting like a simp ask, asking about, you know, his sister and Famous don't really want him talking to his sister. You know, he like my sister not about that life. And, you know, he just Lulu was just doing too much. He reminded me of how he acting in Snowfall as Kevin. Just shit, shit, Um, Yeah, but he was just doing too much. He kind of snaps off on Famous because Famous kind of do it in a nice way. Like, I don't really see my sister that much. She be busy. And, you know, Lulu kind of got to acting like a simp. And then Lulu, and I'm sorry, Lulu and D. And um, D Wiz and Rock go um, Lulu and Rock. They D Wiz and Famous they take off. I know I just stuttered all. I'm sorry y'all, <laughs> i stuttered for me. But Lulu and um, Rock they go in and meet with the Colombians. And they originally Lulu had met with the wife. So all the negotiating they talked about with the store was with the wife. But as soon as they go in there and ask for her, her husband, you can tell he was like a real old school. And if you've been listening, you already know we just got done covering Narcos Colombia. We you know, most of the Colombians, they're very old school. Most of the drug game is a male-dominated game. And that's definitely how it was in the Colombians. Like, we, you know, we know about Blanco, and she was actually from Medellin Cartel as well. But it wasn't too many Blancos. Uh, it was them out there for sure, but it was more of a male-dominated game, and it's still in the 80s, early 90s. So, he like, I do the talking here. And you look at his wife and you see she got the black eye. And even when they go, when they start negotiating the prices and how everything's going to work. The, um, the, the Colombian man he's trying to talk to Lulu and Lulu saying like no she's in charge and he like what but they kind of work everything out and they take off and I do know for a fact just from research that I've been doing just on true crime like how we be covering when we talk about the shows and I tell you guys what I've been going over um the Colombians they were all in New York so they really were doing business with like the drug king pens over there in New York in the early 90s and late 80s, especially even um, how we were covering Laquica, um, who was in the Middle Cartel under Pablo, his number one hitman. Remember, I got I told you guys when he was arrested, um, he was uh arrested in New York, I want to say it was in Queens, if I'm not mistaken, and that's where he was, um, that's where he was caught at over in the United States. So, like I said, Fifth, he know what he's doing, he put a little bit of truth, you know, it's a TV show, but. 50, 50 know what he doing. So that's a fact right there. <clears throat> then we go to the next scene and Marvin, uh, he stops, he sees them and he's like, Kanan, I got to drop you off to your job, your afternoon job. They're like, when you get a job, nigga? <laughs> Kanan geeked up because he thinking he about to get put to work. He don't know what he, what he in for. And Marvin trying to get Jukebox to get a ride. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. So we can tell Jukebox off to do her Marvin drops Kanan off at the hideout spot where he thinking he about to, you know, start start starting the business, but instead he basically just getting babysitted. He got to watch this dude play the game and play the game with him. So, you know, he, he's still not really knowing what's going on yet. And then we go and we see Box. She out there hustling, selling clothes. This part was a little weird because it was tension when she was talking shit. So I thought something was going to happen, but dude kind of just looked at it like you funny. And you know, He ended up buying the jacket and walked off. So after that, Rock and and Kane, you know, they talk about where him and d they meet up later and, you know, they talk about where D-Wiz really got that gun from. And, you know, she tells him how she was wondering how was d brother home from prison and what was up with that she's putting them on game about you know you, you gotta watch your crew you only as good as your crew she studied just talking to him so then it goes to the next scene and it's the next morning and you got Rock, Marvin, and Lulu sitting at the kitchen table talking they're talking about the party I like it how when it came on she like what's the mathematics for the day because I told you in New York, Queens, the mathematics the five percenters that is a big deal and uh the five percenters they they sprung out from the nation of islam after malcolm x was murdered and then they talk with the 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 mathematic science that's that's the language they talk but then it was a lot of hustlers who was a part of the five percenters, but after, even though they were a part of that, they were in the game, so they would use that as cold talk. So I like how, how he's bringing that out because that's keeping it very authentic and real. I'm loving that. So <clears throat> you you kind of see Marvin, and he's geeked up about the damn party, and we see Rock and and Lulu. They pissed off, and she like, I'm not feeling this either. But at the time, we learn later why, but. I'm thinking they just not happy about the party going on because it's too hot out right now to be throwing a damn big party where everybody gonna know your location and they gonna know everybody who is important to your crew will be there. So that's what I thought it was about originally. And then it goes back to Kanan. He goes back to the high spot. Uh, When he walks in, he doesn't see uh, his babysitter, basically. He's walking through the house. He goes downstairs. It's locked up. So I'm thinking a dude down there, he didn't got murdered. Somebody done broke up in there. But dude walk in and he like, what the, what you're doing down there? And Canaan like, what's in there? You, you, you supposed to teach me the game. And he like, no, motherfucker, I am your babysitter. You so stupid. So Kanan kind of get a reality check. So they go to the next thing and we see Jukebox and her new girlfriend, Nicole, they at the mall and you know, Nicole, she liked the rich girl. So, you know, you know how the rich girl, she'll buy all the stuff. And she like, I'm not just some poor black girl from the hood. And they kind of talk. And then we see that they kind of like kiss for the first time. That's when she finally, because at first, when they first episode, they were liking each other, but she kind of wasn't sure. But After that scene, we seen that's when she, like, opened all the way up. So, her and Nicole basically, like, are a couple. So, that happened with that. And after that scene, I wrote a couple things down because I didn't want to miss nothing, y'all. I'm sorry. And then after that scene, she kind of goes home and then rock and... Kane and they kind of still talking and then she kind of giving him a history lesson on his dad um because his dad must have been the man back in the day Def Ron Def Con so she's kind of trying to tell him like because he's pissed off he like you made it seem like I was gonna be working you got me getting babysitting you hiding me out and she like look when Def CON put me on that's how i started i used to be in the house bored just like that and was eager to work i had to prove myself i had to learn this learn that so she kind of putting them up on game and then we kind of learning from hints from season one and season two i mean i keep saying season one from episode one and episode two that defcon must have been the man and then <laughs> like i said this show kind of ties into the the history of jamaica queens also with get Richard die trying which definitely was the history of well based on the history of jamaica queens and remember they kept hitting on who his daddy was in the get Richard or die trying we thought it was the big he, he always thought it was the big dude who got locked up who i'm thinking was kind of based off of maybe like a, a fat cat or somebody like that who was real thorough in the jamaica queens area back in the 80s um so I'm sure we're going to learn much more about Def CON. And then it gets to the next scene. And then he like, well, on the same scene, he like, where are you going? So she all dressed up. I'm thinking she about to go to the party, right? But no, we see Lulu. She tells him, like, I just got New Jack City for you guys. Call the Wiz over here. Y'all watch the movie. So she called the Wiz. He called the Wiz like his mom told him to call D-Wiz to come watch the movie and when D-Wiz was walking over there to watch the movie with him Lulu picks him up I already knew right there I already knew I said this is a motherfucking setup I my my blood got the boy I think I paused it for five minutes because I said I already know what's about to happen and then we seen how Jukebox seen it and she kind of like paused so Jukebox know who D-Wiz was in the car with then it goes and back to Canaan as he's waiting on D-Wiz because he's been waiting for a while he called Miss Washington and asked you know is he there and she like no and then he sees Davina walking down the street he goes out there and she's real depressed she got her baby sister I'm thinking her mom is on drugs and she she told she kind of hints around like you know that you have beef with 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 Buck twenty and he like that's just rumors. So she know more than what she's saying and she's real sad. And she kind of walks off. You can kind of tell she might got a thing for Canaan and she probably know what Kanan did, but not sure <clears throat> because by you know at this time Canaan really not in the street. This was all. This is all the beginning. And <clears throat> then it goes to the next scene, and <laughs> we got Marvin and the publicist in the line. And <laughs> She letting p- people she want in first. It's some guys out there. Like I heard you need new soldiers. I'm thinking they the feds undercovers. And he probably right not to trust them. Who knows? But she letting all the people in she wanted in, looking like cat in the hat with her look cat mouse outfit on. But anyway. <clears throat> then we go and we see rock didn't go to no party rock went over symphony house they having them all a little romantic date they on the balcony he's telling her a whole bunch of history because you know he's like a a student that he know all about like the history of how the architects was built and all that so he's putting her up on that and she's enlightened because this is something different for her she's used to talking to the street dudes i'm kind of the symphony kind of cute i'm kind of liking them together and you know she uh she kind of digging him so we see that she didn't go to no party and you know they're kind of getting to know each other better and then we see the whiz he at the club getting drunk so we see he's still there and uh Lulu kind of sends him to the bathroom with some older chick she's in there they getting it on I got the power singing in the background child <laughs> when i heard i got the power that just brought back so many nostalgia memories from the early 90s um but then we get to the next scene after we see d Wiz in there in the bathroom getting it on we see marvin he go outside the publicist chick and got into it with some dudes at the door marvin old punk ass go hit them they all bust out fighting it he turns a whole mess them brother show know how to protect other women. I'm just saying. But yeah, honey, he he was he was Superman out there fighting for the publicist. And, and Jukebox kinda goes back home. It goes back to her. And you can tell this is the first time that she's pretty much, you know, accepted everything of what she is because she gets home and you can tell she's like really in her feelings after what happened with her and and Nicole and she busts out singing and ooh honey can blow she was singing that song that was my jam too and you know it kind of gives you like uh, a monologue because she's singing and it's going from scene to scene we see rock and symphony they getting it on as her singing is going on in the background we see Marvin still fighting being the being the clown he is and they all go to jail like some damn fools he tells her ain't nobody gonna mess with my girl and we get the same line that we got from episode one ain't nobody ever protected me like this they love protecting the other ones i said what i said but anyway so then we get to the saddest scene and lulu and um d-wiz are out in the the middle of a park the back of alley and they're kind of like pissing probably from drinking so much but it was all a setup and um he hauls off and shoots d-wiz in the head and that really pissed me off because i know it's part of the game but it kind of just it shows you on that's how shit really used to be even to this day but especially back then back then they would get young boys Um, to do stuff like the older hustlers would get young boys to even just run stuff with them, do stuff. Because at the time when they brought out all the laws, if they was a minor, they could only go do a couple, they would get charged as a minor. So they would put a lot of young dudes out there on purpose just because they knew if they got charged, they would only get hit as a minor. And they wouldn't do no major time. um, Minus like a, a really big drug dealer who's already over the age of 18. But it just shows you that he only killed him was because they needed a body to cover so he could take place for buck 20 and the the, the eyes would be off Kanan basically and I just thought that was just so fucked up how they killed that little young boy even though he killed but he was part of that with Kanan who killed buck 20 that just bothered me because it happens too much in our in our neighborhood and it just happens too much to us and and i just didn't like that even though it has to be on a tv show because it is reality is the nature of what happens but like i said it happens too much and that was really sad because stuff like that happens all the time. I did not like that scene. I seen it coming. as soon as he hopped in a car with him. I'm like, God damn. And then it just shows Kane is still there waiting on him. And this is like his best friend. So this is like one of his major loss he ever take in losing a best friend. And his uncle did it. And then I he just reminded me of how much I couldn't stand his ass and snowfall. But, you know, he did get in the car and tell he didn't want to do it. He calls Rock, let her know what's up. She, you know, Stephanie kind of like, what's wrong? She like, that was my son. He's about to go to bed, Wish D wiz probably was like a second son to her. And but technically he did say goodnight. So that pissed me off right now. I know it's only episode two, but I don't like Lulu and I don't like Marvin. And we're going to see what the rest bring. But that was my recap for tonight. I tried to make it very short. I didn't want to drag it too long. I didn't want to have you guys on here all along. Um, I will drop Narcos. We're going to get through Narcos Mexico. So Thursday night, tune in. It'll be on late Thursday night. If you want to check in Friday, that'll be up. We will be doing three and four. And then the weekend, I'll drop another episode so we can breeze through that. But on another note, I'm feeling this power. It's pretty good. Um, It's everything I thought it was going to be. It's not like a really big surprise to me because I said just for me being a really big 50 cent fan and for me doing a lot of research years ago. Like this is what I do. Like seriously. So with me doing so much research on the history of Jamaica, Queens and everything that happened with the fat cats and the Supreme teams and the money bags the e-money bags and that whole crew and down to the harlem uh crews i've done Then I used to do research like on Domencio, Haitian Jack from Brooklyn. So just by me like doing the history, I I love to watch stuff like this. And then like I even bought like books. So I get off into stuff like this and I know how Fifth like to kind of shake it in with a little of the history of what happened. You know, you just change up a couple things because I'm thinking that Neek's character is kind of like based off maybe like Prince from the Supreme team, not Supreme himself, but his nephew Prince kind of think that's like, that's where they're going. But I do hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will drop see um, uh, episode three of Raising Canaan. That'll probably drop on Monday, next Monday as well. But it comes on a Sunday nights. If I can get it in Sunday night, I surely will. So on that note, I'm about to be out. I hope y'all have a blessed night and catch me in a couple of days. Peace y'all. Oh, you know back oh, you know oh, you know oh, you know back